Ini passenger aku dalam taxi. Passenger aku dalam taxi join Bangkok Airways flight BG All right. My name is Arwen Nix, and I am one of the hosts of the Sub Pop podcast. What's your name? <laughs> Rob. Rob what? Levitt. Rob Levitt. It's very nice to meet you. Really nice to meet you. Where are you flying to? Oakland. To Oakland? Oaktown. Do you fly to Oaktown often? <laughs> I do, as a matter of fact. I so fly. have you been to the Sub Pop airport store before? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I picked up some Slater Kinney here uh, from nice. my daughter a while ago. Yeah, big fan. Yeah, cool. Oh, yeah, no, I love Sub Pop. Okay, so then I'm going to give you some things because you took some time to talk to me. Yeah. So here is a sampler. Oh, sweet. Make Sub Pop great again. And here is a postcard that you can send to someone, and it's a Mad Lib, so you don't oh, have I'm, to do this, any yeah. of the heavy lifting. And then it'll tell you about the Sub Pop podcast, which is this that you're being interviewed for right now. That is that is very cool. Yeah, these are cool. This is a total score. Right? Yeah, yeah, no, it is. This is great. It's because it's the two-year anniversary of the store. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, that is great. No, thanks. You're is that welcome. It? That's it. Now you can listen to the Sub Pop podcast while you fly to Oaktown. <laughs> I'm totally doing it. Thank you. <laughs> nice to meet you. Yeah, no, this is great. Thank you very much. I love oh, this. Do you want to give a shout-out to your daughter? Yes, I do. Natasha, I've done it again. Love you. <laughs> Speaking of doing it again, <laughs> welcome. Episode one of season two, the Sub Pop Podcast did it again. I am Alyssa Atkins. I'm here with Arwen Nix. Hi. Hey. Um, you just heard from her interviewing a lovely gentleman at the Seattle International Airport. Right. SeaTac. Yeah. Why were we there? We'll get to that in just a moment. <laughs> Why were we there? We were there. Oh, man. But yes, season two. Thank you for joining us. Welcome. We're happy to be here. We hope you are happy to be here as well. Yeah, season two, back by nearly no demand backed by our own personal demand <laughs> um so yeah our podcast it's the podcast that's hoping to show a little bit about this label the sub pop label right last season we were focused on bringing you stories from like what we would say to each other was like inside outside and adjacent to sub pop yeah. and this season we're totally going to keep doing that and we also want to talk a little bit about what the hell we think we're doing like what does sub pop think they are doing yeah so if this, this is your yes with these shenanigans that we're constantly trying to pull off one of these shenanigans being an airport store what we're trying to show is a little bit about how having an airport store and how that all got started shows a little bit of the i guess what's the word for it inner workings of sure like the moxie of sub pop <laughs> sure so really, we felt like, especially for a first episode, if, and if this is your first episode, a first yeah. episode of season two, but right. if this is your first episode as a listener, we're going to really try and explain what is Sub Pop, who do we think we are, and, yeah. and now with Airport Store? Yeah. If we haven't made it clear, the only store that, C that Sub Pop has, the store in the airport, so you, you need to have a ticket to get to the store. <laughs> you need to be <laughs> flying through or leaving from 
Seattle Tacoma International Airport. And we went out there for the two-year anniversary of the store. Their birthday party. Their birthday party, yeah. To like talk to people, chat people up, ask them, ask the employees like what it's like to work there and talk to people who were coming through. And it was really fun. They gave us a little folding table and some balloons. It was a little bit of an education too. Like even as an employee here, you get a whole different perspective on what Subhop is out in the world. Yeah. Still out in the world. And the, the when the, you're there. The wonderful woman who runs the store in the airport is this woman, Rachel Rhymes. And we're just going to go ahead and let the employees tell you a little bit more about the store. I think that's fair. That's Start, appropriate. Yeah, starting with Rachel. The space is all very branded. Uh, we have combs. We have coffee. We have candy. We have music and clothes. We've got local coffee. We've got coffee mugs. mugs. We've got glassware. We've got some plates even. Some plates, uh-huh. really? Yeah, we got some pop plates. Sunglasses. Books. Books. Dice. Candles. Playing cards. Jewelry. There's just so much stuff for people to look at. Um, usually people go to the shirts, but the kids section over here is also really popular, and the onesies are a really great gift. Literally anything you want, <laughs> except for food or newspapers. Well, actually, there's like a Theo candy bar right there. That's not food. That's oh. candy. Well, the non-surprising top-selling items are the t-shirts. Mm-hmm. We sell so many. I know for the CDs, our number one seller is the Beatles uh, Casper Baby Pants CD. What is Casper Baby Pants? It's the guy from Presidents of the United States. They did that Peaches song. Yeah. And then I guess it's his, like, children's. That's who Casper Baby Pants is? Yeah. I had no idea. Surprising ones would be um, the Wildwood book. Yeah. Um, Colin Molloy of the Decemberists wrote a book, a series um, called Wildwood. It's like a young adult, maybe like a Harry Potter type thing and it's a big beefy neat looking book and it retails at like nine dollars and we can't keep it in stock we're out right now we order so many and they just fly some people will come in and they're like you know this is awfully corporate this is uh this is kind of like selling out and i always just want to say like we've been paying attention to anything (laughs) that the labels said or done for the last 20 (laughs) years they've been telling it to your face the whole time That last voice you heard, that's Kane, and he was my he was my favorite part of that whole day. I oh, love talking to gems. him. He's the one that said telling it to your face the whole time, which needs to be Sub Pop's new logo. Telling it to your face. New motto or something <laughs> like that. Anyway, appreciate that. And that idea of, of selling out and what the hell is Sub Pop doing by having a store? What does that mean? That's not cool. Oh, I remember that's when not Sub Pop was cool. Right? Yeah, like... Um, we're gonna we're gonna get more into that idea um, of sub pop selling out later. But before we do, I want to talk a little bit more about the airport store. Shockingly, I'm in an episode about the airport store. <laughs> I'm gonna Fair keep enough. going back to that. So the store has all these Polaroids tacked up at the register. There's like 50 of them, and what they do is when when someone comes through the store, that's like somehow in the sub pop family, like maybe one of the bands that was or is on the label, or a videographer that we've worked with, or just like a notable musician that's traveling through they try and get a polaroid of them it's basically like a visual version of what the podcast is trying to do <laughs> and they're all over and when i was talking to rachel just yesterday she was telling me that 
A few of her favorite Polaroids that are up there are Elvis Costello when he Good came one. in to buy some records, which like the idea of Elvis Costello at the Sub Pop Airport store is just like, just warms my heart. And then another magical treasure, Kyle Thomas from King Tough, who we oh. interviewed last season. Another gem of a human being. Yeah, he's great. Um, and he, <laughs> he apparently comes through the airport store every time he travels through. He always stops by and says hi, which is just so sweet. I love that guy. I know that we definitely experienced that feeling of people coming and going and you know, noticing in the crowd, hey, I recognize that person because just in the first few minutes we were there, I recognized an artist that Sub Pops worked with a lot. I immediately was like, Arwen, go talk to Stacy. Stacy Rosich, how how are you integrated with Sub Pop? I'm integrated with Sub Pop because I did the album artwork for Father John Misty's I Love You Honey Bear. Because you're a super number one badass illustrator. Exactly. That's actually on my business card. <laughs> super badass illustrator. It is. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So we're <laughs> currently at the Sub Pop airport store and you're traveling through. This yeah. was not planned. Where are you no. on your way to? I'm going back to LA. Yeah. What were you doing here in Seattle? I was painting some murals for the new Facebook offices. Tell me more. What's going on? Well, basically the stuff that you know from the Father John Misty album, like imagine that weirdness, yeah. those scenarios, plastered, painted on a couple walls at the new offices of Facebook and South Lake Union. Interesting. So like eyeballs in people's heads and stuff? Yeah. Actually, there weren't any eyeballs like misplaced anywhere, but there is, Prop you know, only like... Only properly placed eyeballs? Exactly. Okay. Usually, you know, where they are meant to be. <laughs> um, but different, yeah, different, uh, there's like three walls and they have different um, little situational vignettes that I paint, but these are big, huge, life-size, and they're painted with acrylic. How did you break into that? I think I just kept, well, I went to art school uh, in Oakland and I did illustration and I learned watercolor, but I've been drawing my whole life, yeah. so it's kind of like in line with my whole, you know, I love art, I want to be an artist, and then I actually eventually dropped out and moved back to Seattle and just... I kept at it. I kept drawing and kept painting, and that's when blogs are really big. And so I just started like putting my artwork up on blogs, like constantly, like just I didn't care if anyone saw it or not. And then Shayna Cleveland, who is now in La Luz, yeah. her previous band, The Curious Mystery, she found my work and was like, "Hey, I really like what you do. Do you want to do our album cover?" And I was like, "Yes, yes, I would." <laughs> so from there, I did something for her, and then. Uh, Clyde Peterson, who used to be the manager for Earth, got in touch with me and was like, hey, would you like to do some album covers for Earth? So I did Earth's album cover, and then all of a sudden, like, the, the ball started rolling, and it just kind of has not stopped since then. That's so awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. Good for you. Your work is beautiful. And Alyssa was telling me that you have one of her very favorite Instagram accounts. It's um, at Stacey Rosich, S-T-A-C-E-Y-R-O-Z-I-C-H. Yeah, that's, like, the most current up-to-date format for you to see all my work. I can't imagine this is the first time you've come by the airport store. No. This is like <laughs> third or fourth time I've come by, but this is the first time I've come by when there's a birthday party going on, everyone's wearing party hats, I got a cupcake, <laughs> which gave me dry mouth. I'm so thirsty, so I had to go get a water bottle, but it was worth it because that was a tasty ass cupcake. Good. Can all I right. say ass? I'm yeah, sorry. you can okay. say anything you Good. want. Good. Ass. Right. Happy birthday. <laughs> Ass happy birthday. Gotta love Stacy. It was great <laughs> hearing from her. Yeah, she was really nice to talk to. She was so game. Like, she was like, 
who are you? Whatever. All right, I'll sit down. It's <laughs> so great. <laughs> and she's another example of like a video project made so much better by the artists we work with. Yeah. I've really enjoyed working with her over the years. And so, okay. But Back. yes. Wait. I'm doing it. What do I call this? You're all business now? Oh, yeah. Business. Business okay. is coming out. I'm going to fact shit up. <laughs> okay. So the question that we're trying to answer is why the hell does Sub Pop have a store in the airport and how did it happen? But, and here are the facts, before we get to those, I want to give a little history and setup for those who have or haven't been to the SeaTac airport. It's a pretty big airport. More than 40 million people travel through it each year. So in 2012, the Port of Seattle, and that's the organization that runs the airport and like the shipping ports and all that. You don't care about that, listener, but I love you. Anyway, so the port runs the airport and they wanted to start this thing and did. And it's called the Experience the City of Music program. And Seattle being the city of music? Seattle being the city of music. Right. And like, why do I care about a program that the airport wanted to start? Well, because stay with me. Here's what they're trying to do. It's a comprehensive effort to showcase the Northwest's diverse music culture and enhance the experience of millions of travels who pass through the airport. What the fuck does that mean? It means that every single day there are live music performances in the airport. So if you go to SeaTac, you're going to see like some dude playing a mouth harp and a <laughs> guitar or whatever. It's essentially like busking or like it could be someone playing like an actual harp. It could be a full band. It could be a bunch of, you know, violinists or a choir. It's music from all different genres and every single day there's live music at the airport. Which was surprising to me because I've been to that airport quite a bit. I haven't always experienced, it's not like there's a rock stage right in front of you. No, it's like, check in. it's honestly like in the same it way that like busking, right? in Seattle, yeah, like if you're walking down the street, you might pass a busker on this corner or this corner. There are different parts of the airport. It's a huge airport. And so there might be like literally a vi I've seen a violinist there I've seen someone playing a harp right. I've seen a folk band um, and that's by design totally and they were hired by the airport the airport's into music and another thing that they do is that all the music that you hear like if you're waiting a baggage claim or if you're just like sitting waiting to board or whatever any music you hear played at the airport is from is made by Northwest musicians I love that yeah it's pretty great so you're like you're hearing Hart and Jimi Hendrix and the Fleet Foxes and Macklemore and Death Cab for Cutie and Slater Kinney, like all these Northwest bands, Nirvana. Their music is playing and then they also do like little announcements because I've definitely heard those too, right? Right. So like you could be at Baggage Claim and all of a sudden you hear, you know, Ben Gibbard be like... Um, the Seattle Tacoma International Airport is yada yada yada. Like here's here's one that we found. Hey people, Mark Arm here. To avoid transporting items without your knowledge, please keep your carry-on and check baggage in your possession at all times. Report unattended items and suspicious activity to the nearest airport employee. And if you see something, say something. Okay, so you're mentioning all this to show that the the port is really music is important to the port of Seattle, right? Right. The airport. Like, good job, Port of Seattle. But yes, they're into it. And I think that takes a little bit of the what the fuck out of the question of, like, what the fuck is Sub Pop doing with a store in the airport? <laughs> like, the it, it shows that the airport was game. Had a vested like interest in music. Yeah. Sub Pop is Seattle, is synonymous with S Seattle music, if I could even say that, which I can't, so let's just move on. But yeah, <laughs> like, that, that takes the question of, like, what their interest in us, right? Sure. But it still, to me, doesn't fully explain why we thought we could do that. 
Yeah. We and, being sub pop, right? I, I, I mean, I agree. So I asked Megan, the CEO, how this all got started. For many, many years, Jonathan always said it would be so cool to have a space at the airport. Wait, should we explain who Jonathan is? Introduce yourself, Jonathan. Who are you and what do you do here at Subway? Hi, I'm Jonathan Poneman and I am a co-owner and president of Sub Pop. I think that's my title. <laughs> I, it, it's kind of musical chairs. Custodian is kind of how I prefer to see myself. Is that what your card says? Sub Pop custodian? Uh, it... I don't. I think it says president now. It's said everything from uh, let me see, bootlicking lackey. I can't remember. It's, it's had a lot of different a lot of different cards over 28 years of rock. Okay, there's two things about that before we move on. <laughs> One, 28 years of rock, Jonathan. I love it. Well, let's go three. I love hearing Jonathan on the podcast. This is the first time we've gotten to hear his voice on this project and it feels great yeah i think it's important like this is the first episode of season two we didn't hear from him last season and we want to make sure that listeners understand that like jonathan is the heart of sub pop oh yeah and he looms so large here so to have his voice it's amazing but two going to the second thing that i wanted to bring (laughs) up i love that arwen seems so especially interested in business cards (laughs) because she asked Stacy business card and then to Jonathan business card so just note to listener if you meet Arwen she is going to want to either see your business card or talk to you about business cards likely at least at this point just tweet us a photo of your business card I would like to know who is listening and what is your official title (laughs) (laughs) was that a part of your responsibilities and uh, no, like broadcast that, journalism. That's a terrible question. Or even ah. comment. Like, I don't know what. And those interviews it isn't were done. Though. I love it. Those are like months apart. <laughs> but I did realize the other day that, like, working in audio, it is literally my job to listen to the dumb shit that I say. <laughs> so here we are. No, I love it. I'm a fan. <laughs> All right, but okay. Back to Jonathan. Back to I might Jonathan. have had a third thing, but let's just move on. <laughs> so why did Jonathan think that it would be cool More to important. have a space at the airport? Because that's not, I can't honestly say that that's a thought that would have ever occurred to me. Well, there's the obvious angle that there's a captive audience. You know, once you go through security, you can't go back unless you're not planning on flying. But more to the point, they've become, and less cynically, they've become actually official gateways to cities. And because Seattle is, um, sub-pop, pardon me, is so closely aligned with Seattle in the Pacific Northwest, it just seemed like a natural place to have a, a store. So they knew they wanted a store in the airport, but how does that happen? How does a record label get a store in the airport. So Megan and Jonathan are both like talking to the port and talking to the music commission here in Seattle, which is this group that works with the city to try and make sure that music is considered like public art and that it's, you know, important and that the city is supporting it. But the conversations aren't really going anywhere. And then one day the port calls and they're like, hey, what if Sub Pop does a kiosk in the airport? Which I remember the bubblings of that conversation. And as a natural born warrior myself, I was like, ooh, kiosk sounds risky. (laughs) 
But luckily, <laughs> Jonathan and Megan are a little more fearless and open to new ideas. Like yeah. That. And like they didn't, they weren't super stoked on the idea of doing a kiosk because they'd run the numbers and it didn't make sense to do a kiosk. But they knew they wanted to take the meeting with the port because they really wanted to have a store in the airport and do something. Yeah. Yeah. And when we went to meet them, they said, well, we're beyond the kiosk. We actually have a temporary unit. And if you're interested in taking it for a year and a half or so, we would love for a company like Sub Pop to have a shot. It ended up turning into something so much more special, I think, than any of us ever even realized. Boom, motherfucking record store in the airport. And maybe it's my warrior, my innate warrior. <laughs> But, like, the idea of this, when I was talking to people about, like, how this opened, I was like, 2014, opening a record store. My goodness, that seems risky. But, <laughs> so, again. Just wringing our hands over ring, here. Constantly. Just nervous people. But that's, that's not how Jonathan is. Not exactly. Were you nervous at all about opening a physical record store in 2014? Not at all. No? no. Uh, I mean, Sub Pop has been closely aligned with vinyl since, you know, our infancy. And um, I have enough belief in our legacy and in our association with our region that I, I figured, and with uh, the Dale Yarger, the late Dale Yarger designed logo as well. I thought the cumulatively, it's a mouthful, cumulatively, it would be powerful enough to be able to make a compelling store. That right there perfectly encapsulates what I love about Jonathan, his confidence and just like disregard for my hand wringing. Like, Don't worry so much, I've got this. And he's right. He's yeah. right. I mean, that's someone with vision right there. Yeah. And like, so I started looking into the numbers a little bit because there is part of me that just can't help but research constantly. And <laughs> 2014, like, was a, there was a trend that like vinyl sales were on the rise. So, I mean, that part was, was smart. Like, those keep increasing. And this summer, the Sub Pop Airport store has sold more than ever before like they're breaking their own records every month in sales like wait they're breaking the vinyl records that they're selling <laughs> Shop yes, with us. Us. that's exactly what i mean give us your money for a record we'll break it in front of you so even though everyone loves like ice cream for example not every ice cream store stays in business and i wanted to try and understand why this works like is it because why the store works yeah, yeah like how it's successful because is it what Jonathan was saying about it about it being people having like a captive audience like there's that but there's also the idea that people are always in movement they're on their way somewhere at an airport so for me it didn't seem clear and I asked Megan what she thought so I think it works for a couple of reasons I think um, maybe even more than a couple of reasons I think one of those reasons is that now that Sub Pop is kind of pushing 30 years, what Sub Pop means to different people is so wildly all over the map. 
So for some people, that means I loved this era of sub-pop artists, and it was a really meaningful time in my life. So I love Mud Honey and Nirvana and Soundgarden. Some people just love music, and so they're going to gravitate towards that place where they can feel like themselves. And some people, I think, care about the or respond to the aesthetic and the design because many times I've been in that store and people are buying things and then they say by the way what is sub pop yeah what is sub pop it's a good question it is a good question yeah I don't think we ever expected it to be asked so much at the airport store maybe we just didn't think about it I think it was just like not I, I don't think that was in the planning of it I don't think anyone anticipated it but the question gets asked a lot The number one question is, what is Sub Pop? Number one is, what is Sub Pop? Sub Pop's a Seattle record label that's been around since the late 80s. Focuses on independent and kind of lesser known music. Uh, My Spiel, um, Sub Pop is a local Seattle record label. Most famous for putting out the first Nirvana record. Their face is blank until I say Nirvana. Oh, I know that band. (laughs) I know that record. I've seen this logo before. Sometimes they'll walk away while I'm still talking. (laughs) Tell them that, you know, it was a zine in Olympia. They hear grunge, they hear Nirvana, and they're either in or they're out. And if they're in, then I definitely point them to the record wall so they can kind of see what else we have. Did you ask Jonathan what his answer would be to what is Sub Pop? Of course I did, Alyssa. (laughs) Sub Pop is a record label, and um, we're a company of misfits, inspired misfits, and uh, garden variety misfits, and rock musicians, and... uh, other people who appreciate and enjoy and participate in misfit culture. That idea of misfit culture and being able to be a part of it is, I don't know, it made me really happy when Jonathan said that. Because one, I think it it feels really true to the core of Sub Pop. And I also just feel really proud to be a part of that. Like... I feel, I mean, it feels cool to be part of a misfit culture. Yeah, accurate. <laughs> and I agree. Um, but I mentioned earlier that there was a moment that I had when I was talking to Kane, and it's actually something that a lot of us employees at the airport brought up, this idea of people coming in and saying, Sub Pop sold out. Yeah. So here's, here's Kane again. Uh, some people will come in and they're like, you know, this is awfully corporate. This is uh, this is kind of like selling out. And I'm, I always just want to say, like, have you been paying attention to anything <laughs> that the label's said or done for the last 20 <laughs> years? They've been telling it to your face the whole time. I asked Jonathan about that, too. And we ended up having a really long, like, thoughtful conversation about it and his meditation on the idea of sub pop selling out was I don't know he says it better than I could 
how do you address the idea of selling out like when people bring that up at this point I just go well if that's your perspective then I guess you have a right to it There is a elegance to simplicity, but there's also, in this particular case, there's so much nuance that gets glossed over when you're breaking things down so simply. And for me, we are a, uh, you know, we thrive on our consumers, but we have, um, I would like to think that there is a certain amount of egalitarian collectivist mindset in the company. We're not obviously actually a collective, but I, my goal for the company is maximum transparency and maximum participation. And, you know, we don't always achieve that, obviously, but it's a goal to strive for. The idea of selling out has never really bothered me because I feel part of my job is to, in fact, make the artists successful in however they, or help, I, I can't make them, but help them attain success in whatever way they recognize it to be. Um, I'm merely a company and advocate. I'm not really any greater or lesser participant in the process than that. So how one sees selling out is really, um, I guess it's up to the artist. I don't absolve myself from the commercial transaction, but in getting into the record business, you kind of figure that that's part of the deal, and if you're not good with it, then you might want to consider another line of work. <laughs> okay, I think that's I think that's what I need for that. Um, thank you. For one thing, I could listen to Jonathan talk all day. <laughs> he's working with them. He's a he's a quieter guy. Like uh, in the office, you don't you feel lucky when you get a chance to really sit down and talk with him and hear what he has to say. And I'm I never stop being impressed <laughs> with his point of view and his perspective on things. Um, it felt really good to hear a reminder of his point of view on that. Even though I wasn't surprised by what he had to say, I'm always um, just struck by the way he says it. I guess. I think what Jonathan says and the way he says it shows more about 
who the fuck Sub Pop thinks they are. Yes, than, that's right. Than anything else, like that, it's him. It's Jonathan running this thing, and it's it's really really great to hear from him and hear him saying that. And like my takeaway is, if you're mad that Nirvana onesies are for sale at the Seattle Tacoma International Airport, don't fucking buy one. I love that too. <laughs> completely accurate and please don't berate the employees of the sub pop airport store for oh, your opinions keep so it nice. online where it belongs i love those comments <laughs> um yeah feel pretty good about that we're we're back we did it we did <laughs> and a huge thank you to everyone who works at the sub pop airport store for being so kind and sitting down and talking to us and a special thanks to Rachel, who runs the Sub Pop Airport store, for answering all my questions and escorting us through security. Oh, yeah, that was very helpful. Yeah, she's a real gem. She really put herself on the line for us. She did. Um, <laughs> or in the line. <laughs> yeah. And thanks to the Sub Pop brass, Sub Pop staff, everybody here. You're all excellent. Yeah, we adore you. And you can find show notes, links to Stacy Rosich, her work um, at subpop.fm. Stuart puts together beautiful show notes every episode you'll find links to the blog that the airport staff does and a playlist where you can hear all of the music featured in this episode it's true also we are on twitter and facebook sub pop podcast follow us won't you please yeah and, and you while can you're find at out it, how to at subpop.fm yeah and while you're at it maybe subscribe to this yeah. keep listening oh. please keep listening guys we, we missed you <laughs> <laughs> i think we're good do you hear that construction? Yeah, that's our sign, our cue to end. Yeah, okay, bye. Bye. it's like bigger than you'd expect it to be because you, you know how like a little butter store or whatever is like <laughs> <laughs>